0: This is episode twenty-one, so if that's wrong, you can certainly blame the guy with the Muppet Oh, what a start! <laughs> he hasn't hasn't had a has haircut. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. He incognito muggings because no. they're not funny, but I do find it very amusing. I've like, decided to leave your clothes. <laughs> You've <Yeah, laughs> got a good-looking team, Dolan. Mm-hmm. I described them all as housewives' favourites. Mm-hmm. Chester's got the body of an Adonis. can <laughs> kind I of believe it, man. Good impression. Yeah, yeah no better. It got better as the impression yeah, yeah, went good, Oh, hello, Marlon. I said to Angie, "We leave this up on the fridge permanently," and she was like, "No, it's still there." Big my still on the fridge. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View podcast, season two, episode 34. Hope everyone's well. Thomas, how are you? I've not even introduced us this week. Tom, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. As you can tell, Tom Julian is on my right, and it's me, Dan Bardell, as well, here for the podcast. Did you listen last week? Because Dolden doesn't listen when he's not in it. Do you listen when you're not in it?
1: Yeah, I do. I listen to most of it. In a one, am I gonna to have to take that phone off? Yet? No, 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 because so far, twice you've played with it. No, 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 all right. Uh, I listened to it in uh, in two parts. I listened to most of it in a one, and then then finished off uh, the last few minutes. I so caught up with everything. Uh, I think I agree with most of what you said, apart from there was a little bit of El Ghazi heat, and he obviously listened and, and responded this week. Yeah, he did, um, so I'm that was that was good. Um, and I'm not sure about I'm, I'm gonna, gonna put it out there. James Chester, Dolan said that he's still the best centre-back in the Championship. I mean, you've got to look at
0: Tyrone Mings right I know, now. I I will say, my dad very rarely waxes lyrical about anyone. But when I spoke to him after the Borough Games, obviously, I wasn't there, which will soon probably come to... He was like, Tyrone Mings is the best centre-back we've had since Martin Larson. He's like, I just love wow. watching him play. You I was, think it's hard to disagree with that. He is just such a good footballer, mm. such a good defender. He kind of does everything, yeah. doesn't he really? And he is a man-mountain as well. He's just very pleasing on the eye to watch, and a great defender. Well, again, there was another point, I think we talked about
1: uh, Courtney, House, who, Horse. Courtney Hawes, who did a step over a couple of weeks ago. And Tyron Mings did the same against Middlesbrough. There was a point where he was under a little bit of pressure. Just sold the striker, I think it might have been a Sombolonga, the, the dummy, and just turned and brought the ball out. And he, he plays it beautifully, he he tackles hard, he's good in the air, he's good
0: going forward, good um, from corners, you know, he's, he's just got the full package. I mean, we're getting straight into the football here, which is completely rare <laughs> in the Villa View pockets, but I was saying last week that I think, I just think there's no chance of assigning him now, because I just think he's been too good. Yeah. I mean, you remember when he was a prospect at Ipswich, and he went for relatively big money at the time to Bournemouth, and was really highly rated, I think he was even talked about as potential England quality at that time and I just think he's done so well here and whenever I watch Bournemouth I always think their defence isn't great I just think he's had that run of games and now proved his fitness which was a problem he had at Bournemouth he's just going to go back there surely yeah yeah. well you asked
1: that question to Dolan what is our best back for? and we, we've had it over the last few weeks we've had that question quite a lot come up Yeah. Um thank you for, for, for sending in your questions we'll get to a lot of them but it makes it very difficult, especially with Chester as club captain. Uh, obviously, Dolan brought the exclusive that he was back to uh, back to, to training. What was it, the water treadmill? it
0: uh, was, was an interesting concept. I mean, I'm pretty sure he shouldn't be divulging yeah. information like that, but never
1: mind. <laughs> oh, it's a week old now. If any Villa so. players are listening, do
0: not trust Chris Dolan yeah. with anything.
1: Um, but where does where does he fit in right now? Because we talked about it with with Whelan and, and with McGinn returning, but the. The defence is so important to keep it as steady as possible. And we know that it hasn't been steady. But right now, Mings, Hawes, even even Neil Taylor's playing very well uh, right now. El he's made right back his own, which, again, yep. nobody thought would, would happen. You've kind of you've got to leave
0: that as it is, don't you? I mean, I think when Twanzabi and Chester return, I think the easy thing to do is to move Hawes over to left back. And I will say he was playing very well at left back, he's done well at centre half as well but he was playing very well at left back and starting to get into the groove. Mm. I thought so one of Twanzabi or Chester will come back in then you've got the side of the things with Twanzabi as well he's probably not going to be here next season so is it worth putting him in but then on the flip side you want to play your best team and before his injury we were all pretty much all the stuff we were saying about Mings, we were saying about Twanzabi weren't we? Mm-hmm. It's just a shame we don't own all these players, and that yeah. is the problem with, with, with loans, and it is a market that Villa have become very reliant on, especially in the Championship. But finally, it's nice to talk about a, a,
1: a good headache, you know? Yeah. Like we're talking about, oh, where's Tanzabi going to fit? Where's Chester going to fit? That's a nice problem to have, for the majority of this season, we've been like, well, who's going to
0: go there? Yeah. Who's going to play a left-back? We are so screwed in this position. Well, I remember we were talking about, we've had like three or four right-backs on the pitch at one point. Yeah. Before Christmas, I mean, I remember seeing an Instagram post from Henry Lansbury talking about playing centre back in training. I mean, we were we were well short, weren't we? Especially yeah. at centre back. And like you say, it's, it's a good headache to have. But I just think there's lots of different things around that as well. With players, will they be there next season? Suddenly, as well, we we're back in the playoff mix. Whereas a month ago, we thought the season was over. It's it's all kinds of things at the moment. Dave Smith, if there be problems, you're welcome. I don't know, even problems are that there. there'll be headaches, mm. he'll, he'll welcome, but he's got some tough decisions to make yeah. in, a few, in the next few weeks. He does, but yeah, to bring it back, I thought it was a good podcast, it's always nice to hear Chris Dolan's voice. As millions of people tell us on uh, <laughs> on social yeah, media.
1: I'm going to take that as a little bit of a shot, I swear, every time Chris Dolan comes in, it's like, oh, it's great to have Chris Dolan back, it's like, well, yeah, I've got feelings too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's
0: Audrey just, Lynch is always a big fan. It's a different well, one of you or Chris as Dolan, <laughs> it's good to know there's one. Yeah, there's always. It's obviously. Uh, and your mum. I mean, I think your mum prefers me, but we won't get into that <laughs> right now. There's always like, maybe they're. Just, it's because we don't hear from Dolan yeah. as much. I mean, people are probably sick to death of me, I and mean, there's definitely one guy sick to <laughs> death of me who let Dolan know that he was on Twitter. But it's a different voice, isn't it? It's, it's someone else's opinion who. And maybe that works well in some ways. Just having Dolan to, to bring in because he's a sensible fellow and he does talk. Talk a good game, yeah. as well darling. Oh, definitely. And thank you to,
1: to without Dolan, we'd been we'd be in a bit of trouble because yeah. I'm not sure where we'd be going to be honest. We've we've all got jobs, we've all got lives to live. I've got a baby to raise I've and got rabbits to raise. You've got rabbits to raise. So uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to have have strength and depth. And,
0: and thanks again. To and he loves doing it as well, he does, Dolan. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. It feels mad that there was a time. Not that long ago, I didn't even really know Dolan. Yeah, and now he's coming in and doing the podcast just from enjoying the villa view and living in London. Yeah, I'm I met Dolan only just over a year ago. Did you?
1: Yeah, because we went out for steak, didn't we? The three of us. Oh yeah, that was the first. What did time you think of him. him? First impression? Uh, I, <laughs> I can't remember. I thought the steak was really good. Yeah, um, good
0: steak. The steak lived longer in the memory than Dolan.
1: <laughs> no, Dolan. I can't remember what I first thought him, but I liked him straight away. He's very. Yeah easy-going guy, he's he's calm, he talks well, like you say, and uh, I think my first impressions were, yeah, I can get on board with this guy.
0: Yeah, good guy, first time I met him was at Villa Park and he was absolutely smashed and we did one of the worst handshakes that you will ever ever see, which I'm putting the blame on him because he was so smashed, but let's get back to the football, enough about Chris Dolan. I was going to say, it didn't take long for us to... Over off. You uh, almost the didn't feel comfortable starting the podcast <laughs> straight away talking about Villa and football. It didn't feel right. It yeah. Didn't sit well with me. So the
1: first thing I've just realised is I put Aston Villa two nil, Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> one absolute sugar in the notes. So Villa three, Middlesbrough nil. I had to get that out of there because I knew that you'd oh, you look over I probably and see. It. I probably
0: wouldn't have even noticed, and I got co- I called you a blithering idiot. <laughs> earlier and I think there's an apt description now looking yeah, at
1: that, that I, don't, I don't know where that's come from but anyway a 3-0 win even better than a 2-0 win yeah, if someone, someone didn't say. watch
0: the end of the game Yeah,
1: just, yeah, got, got to 86 minutes and, and didn't bother but what a good result for Villa I mean fourth win in four you, this won't be the first time that you've heard that but all of the teams that we've beaten were above us before we played them Villa into the top six again similar to the Nottingham Forest game Villa looked very comfortable and yeah. with three games in six days That's a that's an absolutely massive run of results and full credit to Dean Smith and the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, I must say, I don't know if it was because I knew I couldn't go and we usually win when I don't go at home. I've just never worried about this game Mm. on Saturday at all. I just always thought we would beat them. I will say, like Derby at home a few weeks ago, I think it was a very good time to play Borough because they've been they've been struggling and they just I think when a Tony Pulis side struggles. They struggled badly because they like a bit like we were saying with Bruce. There's no, there's no plan there. I mean, I looked at their team selection. and You've got Ryan Shotton playing as a right wing back. They're playing three centre backs and then Ryan Shotton as a mm. right wing back. I mean, they came for nil nil. Oh and they, yeah, and they didn't succeed. They they blew blew that quite quite early on in the in the first half. So I was never really concerned about the game. I just felt like I knew we'd win. It should be noted though that Middlesbrough
1: haven't lost three on the bounce since they got relegated. So. You know, they're, they're a good side. Well, I mean, they're an ugly side. They've spent money, though, Tom. And I look at that same on paper and I think,
0: they should, probably shouldn't be going up.
1: Yeah, and I, I was reading the um, one of the local Middlesbrough papers today just to see what they had written up about the game. And they all knew, again, like you say, as soon as the team sheet came out, that Pulis was up for a... a, a Let's consolidate, keep it as tight as possible and then and try and nick one on the
0: back. So lost 3-0. I mean, it's a horrible thing as a football fan. We've been there where we've looked at the team sheet under Bruce and thought, oh my God, here we go. And and usually what you think is going to happen does happen in those situations. So the Middlesbrough fans aren't in good spirits at the moment. You kind of feel a bit sorry for them. It's a long way to go to watch your team get humped 3-0. So you and I last year were, were kind of Firmly
1: behind Bruce, and I still think rightly so because we were in the playoff positions. We were we were competing uh, to to go up, and I think you should back your manager in that situation. Middlesbrough are in an almost identical situation here, and and they're as frustrated as as
0: some of our fan base were. How does how does that how does that sit with you? What, well, what are your thoughts on that? You say we're in a similar situation, and you're right. It is similar, but once it got to probably probably even February. Last season, I was never worried that we wouldn't get in the playoffs. Right. Whereas you look at them now and you think they've let teams, they've let teams co- come at them and, and make it difficult for them. And there's a chance they won't be in the top six. Whereas I never really felt like that with Villa mm. last season. I never felt confident that we would get definitely get top two or anything like that. And obviously, obviously we didn't. But I never felt that we'd fall out the playoff, the playoff top six. Middlesbrough have left themselves work to do That's now. Fair. And I've seen a lot of teams, a lot of fans of other teams, out Villa of the ones that have got the momentum and they're coming into playoffs, in a in a good run, much like much like Fulham did, did last season. They came up on a good run and it just never really ended that run, did it? And they beat us at Wembley. We all we all know what happened and don't want to think about that day yeah. again. But we are the form side and we're, we're getting results and we're, we're playing well. And if we keep everyone fit, I think yeah, we'll we'll be top six because we're there now. Once you get there, you've got to stay there, and it's difficult with all the permutations of teams having games in hand and and whatnot. But we're there going into the international break, and I think that's a big psychological thing as well. Because we've been in the top six this season and Dean, since Dean Smith's come in, I don't think we not have not since Dean Smith came in. So no. it's again, it's a big psychological thing, and the players. John McGinn said about they got carried away last time they had a good run. Now it feels like now they know they know. What they're doing And we're a better team Than then then as well When everyone's fit Because we've got the defence Sorted out now
1: Well I'm pleased you mentioned The meatball man Because he ran the show again Didn't he It seemed like everything Went through John McGinn And and again He he scored twice on On Wednesday night Then bagged another one Could have had Could have had another one Early doors Headed just over Yeah Uh, John McGinn was, was
0: Imperious once again I mean that rest Has done him the world of good those two those two games off we were all a bit worried when he got suspended weren't yeah. we? But for me, he looked leggy and he looked tired for sure in the, towards the latter days before he got to the point where, where he looked a little bit injured like he yeah. was running on fumes. I mean I don't think he was the only one. Yeah, to, to be fair, but now that rest he just looks looks fresh again and he's such a good player at this level. I mean I don't want to keep bringing up my dad's opinions, but <laughs> when I spoke to him on the phone he was like, oh, I'll he's just going to go to Leicester in the summer. I don't think he will. I don't think he's maybe ready to go and play in a top half Premier League team just yet. As much as I rate him, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's quite ready for that level. Yeah, a team that wants to be in the top eight in in the Premier League. I I don't see Leicester coming in for him, even though Rodgers is obviously an admirer, but... What I will say is, to pick him up for under £3 million, that is an unbelievable sign. It's not too often we've talked about Villa making savvy, yeah. low-cost signings, is it? But we've been on the right end of that one, and he probably feeling a little bit hard done by now, seeing how he's done. I would disagree with you. I think he is ready. Yeah, do you? Yeah, he, he needs... An, he I'm need- not saying he's not a Premier League player. Yeah. I'm saying he's probably not... For where Leicester want to be, I don't think he's quite there yet.
1: I think with the right coaching a little bit more experience, he'll, he'll learn to be a bit more savvy with how much running he does but the way he plays and and the high tempo pressing um, and and just, he, he can pick a pass really nicely. He knows how to read the game really well. He just needs to calm down a little bit. But Very I think, odd running style. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, when <laughs> <right>. he scored, <laughs> he was running off to do a celebration. He looked very funny. He made me made me laugh yeah. when I saw it. Well, he, he also set up the first one, didn't we? So let's go with that one. Uh, El Ghazi, whom we've talked about um a you, briefly...
0: you that was raving about El Ghazi in yeah. our WhatsApp group. I can't remember. Yeah,
1: so it came on the back of listening to the podcast where, where Dolan wasn't quite sure what, El Ghazi was as a player, whether he could cut it or not. You mentioned the, the good point that he played for Ajax. Um, he played for, for Holland internationally. Um, and, and and again, like like we said before, when he played against West Brom and he, he scored a couple of worldy goals, you know, he can be a difference maker. He's just not
0: consistent right no. now. And he turned up against Middlesbrough. He yeah. played really, really well and took his goal really nicely. When he's playing well, he's great to watch because he is a talented, talented footballer. Mm. When he's not playing well, He's not, not a good watch. Anonymous. He's a, yeah, he's just not not in the game. And sometimes when he's having a bad game, I think it affects him a bit mentally and he doesn't quite put in the same defensive work. Whereas when things are going well, he's, he's up and down doing doing a bit of both. And I think that's probably why a lot of times Adoma has been picked ahead, ahead of him this season. But I think he's now firmly... He's got the shirt, and I think he's played himself into Dean Smith's best eleven.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a character trait of of tricky wingers is that sometimes they'll be there and thereabouts uh, there they're thereabouts there and and dominating games, or you just won't hear from them. And I can't remember if it was your Dolan said when the when the chips are down, he's not the kind of player you need. But that's just. Not what a kind of tricky winger like him does. No, 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 no. You know? And he's still a young lad. He's, he's still got a lot to learn. He's, he's got to improve for sure. He, I don't think. I, I think if you're talking about top eight Premier League players, he's definitely not one of them just yet. But he's shown us enough that he could be one of those. I hope.
0: But when things are going well like they are at the moment, sure. he's, a, he's a great watch and a great, great player to have because he's very, very effective. He's obviously got some. I'm say problems. That's not really probably the right word, but he's obviously. He's lost his way a bit to find his to find himself at Villa. Has has a new Villa, maybe in a Villa, will maybe give him some confidence. And if he can, end, if we keep playing well, he'll end the season well, and he'll he'll be a good weapon to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at Ajax; they're a they're a Champions League quarter final club right now. Yeah. So he was never going to get in there. He's been playing pretty regularly for Villa, plying his trade in in a bit of a tougher league. Probably, I don't watch a huge amount of. of That's where we've
0: got him from Ajax. I feel like it's somewhere else for some reason. I might, I might Did be he wrong. not come straight from Ajax? He's definitely played for him. I can't, you know what, Tom? I can't remember. It's one of those rare times where I'm really not sure. And of course, it's not come up with it immediately on the World Wikipedia, <laughs> which isn't ideal for the podcast. He so, kept talking. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, but he took his goal really, really nicely. Wherever he's come from, Lille. That's it. Ah, it's Lille. Oh, they're a European club as well. To be fair, they're in France, as in they play in um, Europe.
0: I don't know if they are this season, but, but yeah,
1: they, I think they were Europa League. You have anyway, star
0: game players' nationalities and previous clubs in the notes. I mean, nationalities are got like right. a commentator. Yeah, you have to have a full body.
1: Yeah, that you carry around everywhere with you. John Watson used to do a book for every year. Oh, actually, his wife did it. Yeah, like really, really helped him. So, uh, you know, Hannah, time to step up. Maybe. Yeah, she, I mean, she's got. A young get, baby get with the the Hannah. Uh Hannah. Anyway, El Ghazi. Impressive. Looked really, really good. And again, I think the rotation is going to help him a little bit. We talked before about how wingers need kind of consistent play. But I think sometimes we we were in such a rut that nobody needed consistent games because it just drove them down. Maybe now that we're, we're on a winning streak, everyone will just want to be part of the starting eleven. But I thought for El Ghazi, he needed to be rotated. And, and now we're seeing the best of
0: him again. Well, the wingers thing, when we weren't doing well, team selection, the only... We felt a bit limited, didn't we? But the only thing you knew that would probably change the wingers Mm. kept changing. I think Algar's is now his number one winger, Dan Smith. I would say that he's the got the shirt, and it's going to take a lot for him to for him to lose it now because I think he is slightly different to the other to the other wingers. He's just a bit more tricky, isn't he? I'm not I'm not basing this on anything,
1: but he seems like a nice guy. Like he's just good in the dressing room. Quite a smiley guy, and
0: I, I I just think he'd be be a bit of a laugh. I think him and Green are the two, I've always said, I think mainly because things have been going badly this season, that I'd pick Adoma first because he does does it both ways. I think now I look at it, I think I'd pick the two that are there, Green and, and, and our guys, because they can both frustrate you, but I just think they've got that little bit more pace and trickery than Albert. Scott's saying that, obviously, Albert's come on and scored against his old team, but those two are in the team now and whilst things are going well, I wouldn't change them. Especially with Green, you'd love him to become a bit like Jack's become a... Oh,
1: obviously a club legend, but Andre Green, it would just be so nice. He's still very young. Yeah, exactly, but to, to give him this game time now and especially when the confidence is high, hopefully we can see the best of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought he was really good against Forrest Andre Green. Obviously, I've not seen the whole Middlesbrough game, but yeah. Forrest, I thought Green was outstanding, actually. I thought, I thought he was very good, but... Not, not, much, not much agreement on the WhatsApp group, the no. famous WhatsApp group. So, again, this is
1: another thing where I was like, when I was listening, I was like, I'm just, I'm not totally sure because I saw you tweeting about it and people kept coming back going, Oh Drake, what a brilliant game. What a brilliant, and I was just like, he, he was okay and did a couple of really nice runs. So I thought he's okay. And then Dolan was like, oh yeah, I just didn't think he did that much. And I was totally in agreement with, mm. with Chris Dolan. It's funny what you see, isn't it? Yeah. And I didn't think That's anybody... That's nice so interesting. He definitely didn't play badly, but... I didn't think he was he was a standout performer, but
0: but have I would said that night. I'd have said that night he did more than Elgarza. That night, whereas it looks like this weekend, Elgarza did more mm. than did more than Green. But as long as somebody's
1: doing the business, yeah. we we don't care. Right. Let's talk about that John McGinn goal. And there's, it was just brilliant to see him bursting through the centre of midfield. I didn't think Tammy's uh, step over was. On purpose, right? Well, yeah,
0: it was a step over slash dummy. But AVFC official on Twitter earlier called it a deliberate nutmeg or something. Deliberate nutmeg? I'm not having that. That's wrong. No. But it was it was a it was a it was, a, it was kind of a, an accidental dummy, like like you say. But it worked well for us. Jack got fouled. Well, yeah, to me. The lead
1: up. To me, it was like. Tammy kind of let it go because he'd seen Grealish get fouled, so he was like, "Well, let's get that free kick because it's I think He kind of just lost his bearings yeah. a little bit,
0: but he looked nice for him. He worked
1: well. But John McGinn throws throws a script out the door and goes, "No, I'm having this." bursts through and it. That was a that was a great reading of the play.
0: He he totally took a chance and and finished it like an absolute pro. Yeah, and it's again, it's just nice to see midfielders getting beyond. The front players now, because we're in the bad patch, it just it just wasn't happening. People just weren't taking mm. these risks and, and, and bombing on. It's a lovely finish, yeah. Again, from McGinnie's f- took took his goals very well, yeah. In in the last week, which is good to say. I think he's on five now for the season. McGinn, I'm pretty sure Connor's on around five to seven. I think he's on seven. Mm. Connor as well. Jack's scored. Feels like he's scoring more. Than he, than he used to as well. I think he's on, on three now, but he's obviously missed a chunk of the season. It's good to be spreading those goals around. Because Tammy's not scored in the last few games, but McGinn has been the one that stepped up and got and got a few goals. As I say, wonderful, wonderful finishes, and it just shows the confidence that he's got at the moment. Totally. And shout out to referee
1: Darren Bond, who played an excellent advantage to to make sure that that all happened. I think those are the things where we did, we. The referee doesn't get the credit he deserves because he could have blown straight away, let the play go and uh, and we scored just before half-time which is a huge goal and uh, and kind of kills off Middlesbrough a little bit. So I look at that and think, have oh, the ref done what he should do? Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the right thing to do. Well, but also the right thing to do would have been to
0: give a free kick. You've got to look at the game for You mate. are so bad. I thought Mike Dean was very I thought Mike
1: Dean was <laughs> very, very good in, the, in
0: the Forest game. I did think he was very good in the Forest game.
1: Mike Dean is an excellent referee. It's Premier League referee. He nice. makes all the difference. Well, Darren Bond, I thought, did a good job against Middlesbrough. He
0: didn't have that much to do because Middlesbrough were so lethargic that they didn't come, turn up to play at all. Yeah. Always satisfying to beat Tony Pulis. We, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. One of those people that I just managers that, again, about, I've never met the guy Listen, I just don't something about him I don't like is it a style of football he's quite I mean, major... yeah I don't like that but yeah. I don't know, a, like even his post match he was mm. talking about talking about as if Middlesbrough were really really unlucky but watching it back
1: were they? yeah I read that he, he kind of said that Middlesbrough none of the three goals were
0: were
1: goals that he would usually concede it's like well you did concede them yeah mate you picked that too yeah. you set
0: them up very,
1: in, that, in that way very excusey maybe
0: I feel like managers of, of that style, him and Bruce, they don't really like to take too much responsibility themselves. They ever feel like yeah. they don't ever come out and say, "Now you know what that was. I picked the wrong team. I did this wrong. So I made the wrong. I made the wrong subs." But then when things are going well, they want to be the one that gets the gets the pat on the back. If you want to be the one that gets the pat on the back, you've got to take some responsibility when you lose. But it kind of felt like passing the buck mm. a little bit. In the middle, the fans are not happy with him. Uh, Jack Grealish. Few people saying that he had a quieter game. I thought he
1: played really, really well again um, this week. This weekend, it was just he was kind of overshadowed by the quality of Glenn Whelan and, and John McGinn next to him. Yeah. We'll come on to Glenn Whelan in a second, okay. but there was a point where again Grealish kind of powered through the centre of midfield as well. Um, had a chance from a short corner with Whelan, which was well saved. I thought
0: I thought Grealish played well. Yeah, I mean, it's three games. You know, waiting after after a, a long term, He's probably feeling it a bit. I think, in some ways, the international break coming. People ask has it coming mm. a good, good time or a bad time. It might be something you've got down in the notes there. Yeah. In some ways, I think it's a good time. Even though we're flying, I think it gives Grealish a few few weeks off now to to recollect himself and and do some work on the training ground, get himself get himself right without the pressure of having to play games all the time. So I think it's good in some ways. If, if, in terms of Jack, I think it's a good thing, but. He still looks to me like he was involved in everything and still running the show, really. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Lobb definitely asked: Is
1: is uh, the international break coming at the wrong time? I, th- in in a sense, yes, but also in a sense, it gives it gives McGinn another chance to have a little break. Grealish
0: Is uh, McGinn not going away with Scotland. Ah, yeah, quite. I'd presume he'd have had a call. Like. Yeah, true. I can't say I've paid attention to it.
1: Tammy Abraham went off with an injury, so we we'll talk about that. But it's a good time for
0: him to um, to yeah. just kind of. Well, not goes to the under twenty-one. Well, not if he's got an injury, I would have thought. He'll go and be assessed by them first, though. Yeah. So if he's injured, he'll get withdrawn. Yeah. So, but but that's
1: fine. If he, if he's fit, then yeah. fine. But if he's not, then it's a good time. We get a couple of weeks. He has obviously hasn't scored in seven games, which isn't a massive problem because we're sharing the goals around, like you say. But it's a chance for him to just kind of recover and and I, I would think that international duty is still quite. a a lot less intense than, than than being away with your club. Team I think it's
0: so. pretty much friendlies as well, yeah, isn't it? This round of games. I mean, there's been a lot of withdrawals from the from the England squad. I don't want to ask you. I was going to ask you about the England squad. Actually, have you seen that Callum Hudson Odoi got called up for England today? Uh, I didn't see it, but it's barely started a game for Chelsea. Like, I know. Obviously, I'm going to be biased because I'm a Villa fan. Mm. But Jack Grealish is playing every every week, I just think he's worth a look for England Greenwich because he's got something that n- no other English midfielder has got there for me. That definitely goes against what Southgate's principles are of playing players who are playing. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few dodgy call few people you would say that don't probably deserve to be in that, that last Even Loftus-Cheek was called up, he's withdrawn now, but Loftus-Cheek's called up. He's not playing for Chelsea. Mm. He's not playing at all. Like, I know Jack's playing in the Championship, but Mason Mount, it felt like oh, he scored a couple of goals, let's get... Let's get him in the squad playing the Championship for Derby. I just think Jack... I, mean, I do think it's starting to get wider recognition now. Yeah, in some ways, sure. maybe we don't want it to get to get the recognition. But like Harry redknapp has been waxing lyrical about about Jack today. I just think he's worth a look for England because there is no other player out there like him who's English. Well, I think
1: the Birmingham game put him back on the map because
0: yeah. obviously, for, for the wrong reasons, but then
1: he goes and scores the winner. And then people go, oh, yeah, but he's... Absolutely class. And he's been doing it. He played well against Nottingham Forest, played well again at the weekend. Um, and and now, like you say, people are starting to pick up on that once again. I think I talked about it with you a couple of weeks ago. My dad doesn't follow Villa and was just like, yeah, Jack Grealish, overrated, dives oh, yeah. quite a lot. And, and he's wrong, but it's not necessarily surprising well. because he's been injured for so long. Now he's coming back. He's getting the game time on telly as well. And it's, it's clear for, for everyone to see that he is
0: one of, if not the best midfielder in the Championship. I think he's the best player in the Championship. Yeah. I think he's so good. I mean, Pat Tully might want to turn this off <laughs> the next couple of minutes here, but I just, I just think he's unplayable. Yeah. I think he's a phenomenal. Like, totally. One of the best player, one of the players I've enjoyed watching the most for Villa in my time as a Villa fan. Maybe that's something to do with the way he's come through and stuff, but I just, I just love him. I think he's class. And I think he's worth a look for England. I agree Depends with you hudson is getting a call-up playing at five minutes in the Europa League here and there for what Jack is and the position he plays in and the pool of players in the England squad Jack should be there in my opinion
1: I think Southgate set his stall out when he called up Mason Mount and because he's done that Jack Grealish has done everything and more that Mount has done. And like you say, Hudson-Odoi not even playing. Grealish definitely deserves to at least be in contention. And I'd like to know how close he was to getting in that squad. Because he definitely, on the, on the back of the
0: last three four games, he, he definitely deserves that. Yeah, I think sometimes you've got to... I mean, Southgate has been great for England on not knocking him at all. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to look at the bigger picture and realise that OK, he's playing the championship. So he's not testing himself against the best but some of the people that are playing in the Premier League, some of the teams in the Premier League are not great. I would say there's not much difference between some teams in the Premier League and what we see in the Championship. And if anything, it's a more rough physical league. You have to be, have a bit more about you sometimes in the Championship. Maybe if there's a couple more withdrawals, maybe we'll see Jack get called up. But I'm quite surprised if someone like Callum Hudson-Odoi, who's obviously a talent, mm. you don't get me wrong, is getting a call up that we haven't seen Jack. But then I suppose Madison's doing well for Leicester. Yeah. Damari Gray's doing well for Leicester. They're not, they're not in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird one. Well, obviously, we're going to have a bit of a bias because we're Villa fans. Yeah, and I, and I know how good he is, and I know how different he is to what we have. The positive for
1: Villa is that he is still just coming back from injury, and I'd like to. Yeah, that's a positive. I think that the Villa training staff and, and physios have dealt with him really well. Dean Smith's taken him off. Um, in, in incremental stages had 90 on Saturday didn't they yeah but but kind of build, build yeah, him up to yeah, that which I think has been really really helpful and they obviously dealt with him the right way they didn't rush him back even though we were playing very very poorly so he's come back at the right time and the good thing for Villa is he's not going to go away with England right now and uh, and that's good for, for him to, yeah.
0: to, to, to just continue that rehabilitation I just like to see Villa play in sure. the England squad and obviously it's not been something we've seen for a long time
1: well the one midfielder that we haven't talked about from Saturday was, was Glenn Whelan who was absolutely brilliant, and again, he has turned so many people around in their opinions of him. We're now getting a lot of, should, uh, should Whelan get that one-year contract extension? He talked about it last week, potentially expensive on the wage bill, but you do need some experience, and Glenn Whelan has another year in him, especially if we're in the Championship.
0: Yeah, well, I don't actually think he's doing anything much different to what he's always done. Mm. I think we're just playing better as a team, so he's getting to use the ball a bit more. He's got good, good distribution, Wheeler. He's had a couple of high-profile mistakes, which, which when you're doing badly, yeah, it, Villa fans jump on. Now I'm not saying that's right because he's not a, not, a, not a, like, like a great watch. He's not aesthetically pleasing, is he? Glenn Weller but I genuinely don't think he's doing anything too different to what he's always done, and I've always rated him and thought he's a useful player. Don't tell his yeah. wife that you don't think he's aesthetically pleasing. No, I'm not, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Obviously, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way he plays the game. He's kind yeah. of no frills, no nonsense. Isn't he an old, he's an old-fashioned footballer, I would say, but I genuinely... He obviously had a very good game on Saturday, and I've not seen the 90 minutes back. But he's, been our, our best, he's been one of our better players for the last two or three months. When we were going through a bad run, I thought he was one of our... Better players, I really like him, he's a good character, he's well liked in the dressing room, he's a, he's a good leader, I think he does a lot of things that you need, hmm. a, champion, a championship level, But well, I'd be inclined to keep him around, but I suppose it depends on, for example, if we're going to sign Tom Carroll, probably, if we're in the championship, I'd say Glenn Whelan will be gone, I don't know.
1: Tom Carroll's a weird one, isn't he, he's made the notes, because once again, he's not playing, he's not come on. We're just not seeing anything really from injured. him. Yeah, but not for a while. He's been on the bench last couple. Last yeah. two, last two or three, three. Yeah. So, I mean, fair play, not introducing him in the Birmingham derby. That kind of makes sense. But when we, when you're kind of coasting in the last couple of wins, which we have been, you'd, I would have expected to see a little bit from him. And don't get me wrong, I was pleased to see Keenan Davis come on. Yeah, that's was great. In, instead, but it's a, it seems like an odd move at the moment where. We don't need him, which is kind of good. But I would have thought Smith would have maybe chucked him on to, to see what he's about. Was it Codger who was the first,
0: sub, or was it Albert? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I feel play. like it was Codger came. I feel like Codger came on first, and then he brought Keen, Keenan on and swapped Codger mm. back to the wing. I get, I get what you're saying, but maybe like Whelan was having such a good game, maybe the plan was to take Whelan off after sixty seventy, which the Villa would normally do. But it sounded like he was having a world. Eh? Mm. so they left him on. So, th- so things change. You don't think it's a it's a thing about Carroll? You just think that no, the, the midfield three were just doing so well. I mean, really, he's a, he's someone Smith wants because Smith has signed him. So I don't think it can be to do with Tom Carroll because hmm. he's one of the one of the few in, in the midfield area, in the central midfield area, if, if not the only one that Dean Smith has actually signed himself. He's inherited the rest of what's there in midfield, hasn't he? He's on loan, right, with yeah. an option to buy.
1: Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So what's? Do you, I mean, I'm asking this question. Do you know if if Tom Carroll goes? If Villa say, yeah, well, we want to sign you. Can Tom Carroll go, no, I don't want to sign? Yeah, yeah I don't do think
0: it's set in stone. I don't, some I mean, loans can be set in stone, but yeah. I don't think this one is. I
1: wonder what his thoughts are. I, I mean, obviously the mood is good around around Villa Park right now, but
0: I wonder what his thoughts are, because he's obviously come, but he's just not, not getting a game. I think he'll think, you know what, I've been injured and players have done well in my place. Sometimes as a footballer, I think you have to just sit there and say, fair enough, yeah. I think that's probably what he's doing. Yeah, there's not. I don't think he's high, a high-maintenance guy. By no. any stretch of the imagination. No.
1: Well, it'd be good to see him, and and hopefully we will see a little bit of him. But again, we talked about this before. It's it's a nice headache for Dean Smith to have if Tom Carroll is
0: a is a good quality fit player ready to go. It's nice to have. Uh, it's nice to have some options. Well, he's number five central midfielder, I'd say. Yeah. For three places at the moment, because Connor was doing well before he came out. Whelan's coming in and done well for Connor at the weekends, and now it's an interesting one of, does Connor get back in?
1: Yeah, well, you mentioned Connor. a uh, few
0: people saying, it was,
1: uh, it was so funny to see when the team sheet came out and Conor Huram wasn't even on the bench. All these people that may have been slagging him off before, they was like, oh, where's Conor playing? Why isn't Conor? Yes. Why isn't Conor playing? And it was so sweet to see that, because you and I have been famously big fans of Conor Hurran all the way through. And <laughs> I love the one guy that tweeted
0: you going, "Well, didn't you used to slag him off? I mean, I... <laughs> Do you how? Know what? I mean, how can anyone think that I've been the polar opposite of that the whole the whole time he's been a Villa?
1: Yeah. So, Hurahan missing the game because his uh, his wife gave birth late last uh, l- late the night before Friday night. Um, so he obviously wasn't in the right frame of mind to to play or or be on the bench, which is not fair much, enough. So, not much sleep. No, fair enough, as I can attest to. Um, and and congratulations to to all of those guys and and hopefully,
0: baby and mum are doing well as well. Um, Interesting Because he goes on international duty. What happens when you just had a baby? It's not an ideal time to be going away for I a I guess he weeks, could is. withdraw. Well, I don't know how it works. I would, if I was hit... Well, no. Because they're human beings at the end of the day, like... Imagine his missus is going to need but I don't know how, that's a genuine, I don't know how it works. I don't know how that works. I can tell you the
1: first two weeks after having birth were two of the hardest weeks yeah, I've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Like it was just, it was terrible to be, to be oh. quite frank. Like, <laughs> I look forward to it, Connor. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a great time. But like, I was so tired. My wife was so tired and like we just went to hospital quite a lot. There was a whole, there was a whole thing. Um, to, to go away if I told my missus I was going away for two now? weeks yeah I guess he can he can withdraw with compassionate I don't, know. I don't know he probably doesn't I mean,
0: I mean he, he probably doesn't want no, to he probably right. does want to but he probably also
1: doesn't yeah. the difference? it's really weird yeah because your football career is not like I mean you, you only get so many international caps if you're very very lucky I'm very good obviously yeah. Um. so yeah I mean it's his choice obviously but if, my, if I told my missus sorry I go, gotta go away for a couple of weeks with work she would have I mean
0: I'm not sure I'd still I mean be he doesn't like not playing at the best of times I'm, yeah. I'm sure so even not being at the team of the weekend because that's another he's missed a game he's been playing well that's few games sure. really, really well done really well for us had to, had to miss a game due to his, his give, giving birth and then someone's come in and, do, and done well it's like a, a weird scenario isn't yeah. it really? someone else has come in and done well in his space now what happens yeah. Well, yeah well I mean again Dean Smith has, the, has that decision to
1: make it's good, and to, good to have options yeah good to have options again a- absolutely Um we talked about this briefly um, the style of, of, of well we haven't talked about Adoma's goal we kind of missed that out in all the pregnancy news and, and goalkeeping did you think? oh yeah yeah I, I mean again it was I, I said before it was nice to see Keenan Davis on the pitch he had the, with he, he had the pot shot I thought the build up play was really really nice it seemed to get almost everybody involved and it just shows we're, we're playing these little passes all the way around uh, Keenan Davis has the chance ball gets spilled and you got to follow in isn't that like what you're taught on the first day yeah, of, of simple football football training follow follow the loose ball in because you're going to get six to ten
0: goals a season like that I mean, Michael Owen just used to score goals like that for fun he didn't look delighted to be scoring against his old team did he Albert very muted off the back of him I mean, he's not scored many this season do you think the that's other? partly because he was almost going back there in January I don't know, in the summer, wasn't it? In the summer. Was it in the summer? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I just it? think he was trying to be respectful, probably, but he just didn't look too pleased at all. Great to see Keenan Davies back, though, because when Abraham isn't on the pitch, I think he's, even though that he's not as good a goal scorer as Abraham, I think his hold-up play is as good, if not better, hmm. than Abraham. But I just think he's a more like for life replacement than bringing Codger into play as a, as a lone forward. I think I'd much prefer to see Keenan Davis there. So, again, it's, it's a good option because... There is going to be eight league games. We're hoping there's three more games after that as well. We're going to need options. We're going to need to be able to rotate a little bit. And ha- having players that are, are useful and in on the bench is a good mm-hmm. thing. Totally. Hypothetical question. You are a player and you've made a move
1: and you score against your old club, neither of which are Villa. You've never played for Villa, Okay, unfortunately. Sorry about
0: that. Uh, maybe you can finish there. Um, do you celebrate or do you? are you the respectful type? I guess it depends on the circumstances in which you've left. If you're being pelted and booed all game before you score, you're going to celebrate, aren't you? I think, I don't know. I mean, it's... (laughs) It's very hard to imagine this scenario. It's very hard to imagine a scenario where I'm a professional footballer. Where you and suffer being, and two and teams that are millions of pounds for me. I'm presuming. Yeah, it's a difficult scenario. It's fair enough. James Pearson. I thought
1: Neil Taylor had a solid performance. Yeah, he actually had a soiled performance, which I thought was kind of gross. Um, had a had a so- solid performance the past two games. Difficult to see Trans and Chester fitting back in. Nice problem to have, though. Yeah, I touched about I touched upon that a little bit. I mean, I I think Taylor's done a wonderful job and. Uh, Again, it'd be harsh, harsh to remove him. Come,
0: uh, come Blackburn. But I think that will be what happens. You think? Yeah. Well, no, maybe not Blackburn straight, straight away, but I think certainly going into April, I think Twans or Orchester will we'll come back in. It was interesting that Horse was talking about that John Terry's been coaching him about playing on the wrong side. So obviously he's left-footed, playing at right playing at right centre-back and like coach, coaching him through that. Because I was thinking, well, Mings is better on his right right foot. I was surprised Mings wasn't playing right centre-back. Mm. Now, the more I've thought about it, if Mings is the one who's comfortable on the ball bringing it out of defence, again, it makes sense he's playing on his... On his right side, and well, on his left side, he's mm-hmm. his, cor- his correct side. He's much more comfortable there.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen this, it's in the Express and Star. I um, was talking about the Express and Star, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, they put, they put out a lot of good, good uh, articles. It's easy to read as well. It's not full of adverts. Like yeah, that it mean, does man. annoy me. It does really annoy me. Um, Yeah, so this is no really offense, Matt Kendrick, because you know I like it.
1: Oh, it's no offense. It's, it's the way that. Newspapers are run nowadays. Not, their fault either. Not the good old days. Um, anyway, this is from the Express and Star. Quite, a, quite a, a good piece about uh, Courtney Hawes and the, the impact that, that John Terry's having on him. Um, I've been looking at my clips with John, and he's been. John, first first name basis. Nice. And he's been helping me a lot because he's played on the opposite side, being right-footed and playing on the left. He's helped me uh, a lot dealing with things on and off the ball, so it hasn't been much of a problem for me. I've played on the left of central defence before. On the right, it's very different. To be fair, I felt comfortable, and I like to think I'm comf- confident and comfortable on the ball. And we've seen that comfortability yeah. from both our centre-backs, haven't we?
0: Yeah, when I spoke to my Wolf friend before we signed Courtney Horse, and I was asking him about him. He was saying he's, he's okay on the ball, mm. but he's not—he's not brilliant. I'd say he's better than okay. I'm not saying he's at Mingsy's level on the ball, but he's—he's he, he's good mm. on the ball, And again, it just comes back to—it just makes me laugh. The pelters he was getting at Brentford when I was at the away game—he didn't have a good game. Not saying—not saying he did, but it was a difficult night for Villa all round. His first game, his first, his first start, yeah. I believe. He just got pelted, and I just thought. Cross it's his first game. Give the, like, give the lad a chance. And now everyone's like, oh, what a signing. He's got his own chant. Everything's, go, everything's going well for him. He's just got to be patient. Absolutely. I've, we talked about it on our WhatsApp group.
1: I'd like to do a video at the end of the season of what we've learned. And, and one of the big things is just give players half a dozen games before you start lambasting them. Yeah, just because things change people. Well, yeah, true. But... Things change in a in a blink of an eye, and Courtney Courtney Hawes arrived. He didn't know the system. He wasn't fit. He hadn't played a lot. I mean, there wasn't much system going down
0: when he first arrived. Sure,
1: exactly. But how do you fit into that yeah. if, there, if there's nothing around you? And and credit to again to Smith and John Terry and and Hawes himself because he's he's only 23, you know, and now he's a now he's a, a quality prospect. He's a player and someone that we could potentially pick up for very very cheap.
0: I mean, he's the one that we will be signing. Yeah, I believe. I think we're pretty much guaranteed to pick him up at the end of the season it's a, it's a done deal we've just got to activate it mm. as far as I know because he ain't getting at Wolves Yeah, he's, he's just been a, been a good signing and again seems like another good character they're also not good characters mm. at the moment when things are going well everyone's obviously suddenly popping, pops up a bit more on social media yeah. don't they and, every, yeah. and everyone, everything seems all jovial players can, can post things because they know they're not going to get pelted for posting stuff that they would get pelted if they were losing so it's just, it's just a good time and it's good to be happy Again, I also I'm slightly concerned about the Sheffield Wednesday game. I've got a bad feeling about it. seeing Bruce again. Would you want to go? Should we should we have a look at the the fixtures? Well, I've given you the
1: perfect segue in. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: Totally. All right, so uh like you say there are eight fixtures left in the in the league. The seasons flown by again by the way. It really has. Yeah. A, a, but I felt like it was very long in January. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> Christmas, we were ready for it to end. Yeah. Just after Christmas.
1: All right, so shall I go through these and you tell me what you think? I mean, you're the buster. All right, so after the international break, Aston Villa at home to Blackburn. I mean, I'm
0: sorry, of, when I looked at the league table earlier, because I did do a little bit of visual prep. I surprised they were so low because I felt like they were they were up there. I mean, they're probably not actually that far off as points wise ten points. Ten
1: points, yeah. I mean, ten points. It, I mean, we were what fifteen points off Middlesbrough. I mean,
0: they'd probably taken this at the start of the season, first season, back in the back in the championship. I'm going to need some rapid fire answers. Oh uh, yeah, you. we'll win. I win. Think we'll, I think we'll win. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday away. I just I just, I just felt like it'd be vintage Steve Bruce. Just beat us one nil a scrap of 1-0 against us I've just got a bad they are annoyingly near as well I'm not sure you've got the concept
1: of rapid oh uh, under under Uh, control loss I've just got a bad feeling about it Uh, Rotherham away win Uh,
0: Bristol City at home win ooh big one that's a tasty one Bolton away bad memories of last season but win I yeah, got to be the way I'm doing this, so I look stupid, but you're not doing it. No,
1: I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really
0: matter if oh, you it <laughs> <laughs> until we lose every game and this gets brought up in the, one of the podcasts. No, home. No. I mean, it's win. not going to get brought up. Oh, goodness.
1: Uh, Leeds away. Really depends on these last Stars 2. Draw a win. Draw and then a win yeah. against Norwich on the last day of the season. Yeah, that'll already be up. Do you think Norwich will already be up? I would have thought. Absolutely. Did you watch the Leeds Sheffield United I've seen game? The extended
0: weekend. highlights of it. Ah, oh, man. Sheffield I've United. A lot of time for Sheffield United. They got away with robbery. I don't like care. You know. they, he has done incredible, Chris Wilder. Incredible things he's done there.
1: We. I, I was kind of hoping that Leeds would win that game and pull away so that. Once we
0: got to these last two games of the season, it was all done. They're but car crashing again, Leeds. Did yeah. you see that video of the Leeds fan crying? Yeah, so funny. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> was thinking, that's exactly how long <laughs>
1: after three years in the championship. But he threw as bad a punch as the guy that threw it against uh, What a James tantrum Lewis. that
0: was! That was really I good. Just want to get promoted. <laughs> it's been fifteen it's
1: years. Fifteen years. That was so good. I loved every second. I of felt
0: it. His, You know, I felt his pain though. Sure. Really fast. 15, that must have been fifteen long years for the Leeds fans, yeah, and they've been through. Oh so much torment yeah um, do you think that well I've just predicted that would be enough wouldn't it for top six you would think there's a lot of W's in there
1: yeah um, and we beat Bristol City which is the, an important
0: one um, yeah I would I think that'd be I enough. am worried about Sheffield Wednesday though. I just think it'd be typical mm. and I said I said like maybe five podcasts ago it'd be typical Villa to go on a run and end up finishing seventh get our hopes up and finish seventh yeah. I mean it's annoying me how well Bruce has done since he's gone they're not I've got anything vicious against him I just think He's gone in there And just not lost a game And they're suddenly up there with us Go away Yeah, 10th So they are They're only two points behind
1: us So let's look at the table real quick Norwich stay top Rapid fire Four four points (laughs) Ahead of Sheffield United Who beat Leeds at the weekend Leeds up to third West Brom In fourth Are they still managerless West Brom
0: Jimmy Shans there at the moment isn't it?
1: Uh, West Brom fourth, Middlesbrough fifth, just a point ahead of Villa, who are on the same points as Preston, who beat Birmingham at the weekend with the last gasp goal. Um, Derby, Bristol City, and Sheffield United, and as uh, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, sorry, and as far down as Nottingham Forest, probably, who are only three points uh, behind Villa. You know, they'll still fancy them. Ch- There's chances, but their
0: their form is slipping as well. Um, have you asked how it, Paul Lambert's Ipswich keep doing us little favours? They keep picking up results against the teams around us, and they were unlucky to beat us at the weekend, I feel by all accounts. I mean, they're down, they're down, but Lambert's actually got quite a lot of goodwill in Ipswich, I think. I think he's, they, the fans appreciate that he's steadied it a little bit, that he was fighting a complete lost cause, but they do keep picking up results against teams around us. I have a soft spot for Ipswich.
1: I'm, I'm disappointed to see them so far off the pace, and uh, yeah, they're inevitably down, Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. Time. yeah. Bolton also look too far to crawl it. Got well, all kinds of problems, haven't they, Bolton? Yeah, they do. The um, two blues down there with them shortly as well. Yeah, there's a potential that that financial fair play will kick Birmingham in the nads, and and the odds have slashed massively on Birmingham to get relegated. So it looks like that's coming down the way. I don't think they'll get a twelve point deduction. Well, they also have to plead guilty or not guilty to the Bir- uh, to the. The, um, not being able to control their fans—that's that finishes on Friday. They have to plead by that. That could potentially involve a points deduction as well. It'd be pretty unprecedented if they did, but a double points deduction be big trouble, could, could really see them. I don't know whether the EFL would be more lenient. They shouldn't be, but well, we've both been charged for failing to control of
0: players, which I find absolutely farcical. That was for a different—I don't know—but different I still event. find that farcical. But
1: what's farcical is the is the fine. Did you really it? Grand. Five grand. What what's the point? What is the point of finding finding either of them? But what's the of point there? of even? Yeah, what was the point of him charging them Yeah, I agree. Because I, I thought it was a nothing incident. You see incidents like that in every game. Yeah. Oh, was... usually those incidents are determined by how many people get booked and stuff. But actually, there wasn't that much. And the guy got booked and made the challenge. Exactly, exactly. Like which which is fair enough. Well, it was a foul. Yeah, it's a bad foul. And that's that's it. I, I thought the EFL overreacted and then massively underreacted on
0: the fine. So God knows what they'll do with all the other things. It does seem like a make it up as you go along job, there, doesn't it? At the EFL. Yeah. Hopefully, I never ask for employment. <laughs> <laughs> the fellas, I've been.
1: They're trouble. looking. This is. I've been some tweets. This is again getting a bit businessy, but they're look, the the chief exec of the FL is stepping down, which is a pretty troubled job because you remember a couple of months ago there was a there was a, cons- uh, a conglomerate of of. Uh, championship chairman, who wanted to make a breakaway league, we, involved in that? we were involved in that with Leeds and a couple of others. I just didn't know how that would work, because how do you break away from a league that you could get promoted out of or relegated out of? That doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, the, the EFL has its own problems. Uh, the five grand fine not really going to affect either Villa or Birmingham. I Birmingham. Well, I don't think it affects them financially fair no. play-wise, but... I mean, they they are in a world of bothering and they fall out of
0: the uh, the top half of the table as well. I mean, we have just completely destroyed their season. Yeah, really. I don't feel too bad about that after. No, no, no. Obviously, well. I'm pleased. Obviously, I'm pleased to see. I I don't know whether I'd want to see them go bust. That's probably a I, whole complete different argument. Yeah, part I'm, of me does, part of me doesn't. I I don't want to see anybody go bust. I no, saw, that's um, where I
1: sit with it. North Ferriby United. You see, they went out of business. Huh. They're a conference. I've heard of them. North. Team or someone, something like that. Anyway, they they faust, 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 uh, had a winding up order uh,
0: this weekend gone. So yeah, that's that's that. Done. I say I don't want them to go bust and I don't want them to get, get massive punishments and stuff like that. But and I don't for the genuine football fans out there, the genuine Birmingham City fans that will behave themselves like majority of Villa fans do. But then I see that they've done that banner at the weekend and see that they're celebrating that Paul Mitchell thing, and I just think, well, actually. You know what, if it does happen, those lot deserve it. But you talk about there's low lives in every club. You no, talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
1: and that doesn't mean ourselves that, in glory that, that doesn't mean that the whole of the fan base because 'cause I'm sure there are a lot of good Birmingham fans out there.
0: Maybe maybe not. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they'll get hit with points deduction. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We should see we'll in the next coming time, weeks. We'll know this time next week, ne- next podcast. Is that is that right? I think so. I think we should know by this week what's gonna happen. Right, okay. I believe. Interesting. I'm sure that's um, what Tom Ross said earlier.
1: Right. So that is the table. Chris Banner, amazing how quickly things can change in the championship. At the start of March we were twelve points behind Borough, but four straight wins and we're just a point behind. That's madness. Max Jenkinson, are you worried about Bristol City's two games in hand?
0: Um no. I was thinking when you're there, we've like We've Got ourselves to that position, they've still got to win those they've games, got to win them. Yep. yeah. And they're stumbling a little bit, that Premier League club in Whiting, as he called them last season. isn't
1: it? Yeah, Villa are in such good form that I wouldn't worry about anybody else. I think right teams should be worried about us at the moment, and I think they are. And then we had a few questions, and this is maybe getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but who would you prefer to face in the playoffs? No, no, don't, don't, you don't want to look at it.
0: No, I just think, but it, like, let's I, talk about it when we're there,
1: okay. But the, the same, I would say the same point, uh, still stands. I, I don't really worry about anybody right now even norwich who are who are we've played well against the big teams pulling away and we are in such good form if the season ended to today and we finished six and then we had to play Leeds as it stands fancier. I, I fancier, and I was speaking to a Leeds fan at the weekend and he was like if, if Leeds don't go up automatically the players will be absolutely exhausted from Bielsa Ball because it's it's tough work on them they're obviously and, exhausted now because they're struggling a bit well this they? is it and, and we'll see whether they whether they get pulled back into the pack a little bit I, I mean they won't fall out but they, they could get caught up a little bit so it'll be interesting to see it's always a fun season in the championship
0: when you're playing well Norwich will go up yeah. Yeah, they'll go up automatically. I, the rest of it's all up in the air.
1: I agree. Gary MJ says by my estimate we need fifteen more points to be sure of the playoffs. What did my prediction put us at? Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen,
0: nineteen. Oh, I've gone big there.
1: Yeah, I've gone big. Only one loss <laughs> yeah. and one draw.
0: Um but I don't I don't disagree with you. I mean they all look good on paper. Yeah. You can put anything down on that paper and it looks okay, it looks reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah. You? Um well, Gar- obviously now when I do my accumulators and then by the end of it I'm like you idiots. Got two
1: results, right? No, In fact, a couple of
0: reasons about Kate being one off. Oh, annoying. Very yeah. annoying. Uh, Gary MJ
1: on. continues What games uh, could we claim these points and where are there some potential banana skins? As Dan says, Sheffield Wednesday potentially. I uh, did it quick fire. <laughs> well, kind of. Um, yeah, he says actually, example, we've not done well against Sheffield Wednesday of late, adding to that the Bruce effect. Well, we did win at Hillsborough last season.
0: We've kind of been doing that badly. I'm 4 2. Sure. Yeah. We talked about this... There's no way you've remembered that. Exactly. Really.
1: We talked about this on... There's a behind-the-scenes coming, and I talk about my memory, and my memory's terrible. I just don't remember things. We've got a friend, a mutual friend, who works here, and he could tell you the FA Cup, like, winners and runners-up. Who's that? Sam Rhodes. From, like, 1970, and he's a Chelsea season ticket holder, can tell you every game that Chelsea... One lost draw. Yeah. I just my memory just doesn't work like that. Uh, anyway, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it Tilted 24/7. What are your realistic expectations for the rest of the season? And when, do, where do you genuinely see us finishing?
0: I had a sixth, I think, in when we did our predictions right back at the start. Did you? Which was there was a lot of delusion knocking around at that point. I went for six, I think. I think I went and for fourth. If I was offered six, take it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm sure you would. As yep. I'm sure most would. Absolutely. I can't
1: believe we're almost at 55 minutes. This is, a, this is a good. One thing I wanted to mention from the Middlesbrough game was the Tommy Robinson fans on the bus <laughs> wearing uh, wearing uh, Tommy Robinson fans. I guess they are Tommy well, Robinson yeah, fans. Yeah, they're very masculine, mate. They're pretty big fans. Middlesbrough fans wearing Tommy Robinson All masks. What they wearing? wearing? I saw it, but why? I've got no idea, because they're it is. Well, yeah, there is that. I mean, then you deserve to go to Villa Park and lose 3-0. Seb D. White sent a perfect tweet where, you lost 3-0 to goals from a Muslim, a Celtic supporter and a black player. You must be absolutely fuming on the bus back, lads. I love that. Um, Good tweet, that is. It's excellent tweet. One tweet of the day um, for me. And, yeah, I mean, what, what are you doing? You're just idiots, aren't you? Yeah. Not got a lot of time for Tommy Robinson, if I'm being honest. Nothing more to say on that one. Tammy Abraham we touched on briefly, substituted in the 71st minute. Hopefully nothing too serious. Um, Birmingham Mail did note that he'd gone, he had gone, he went to sit on the bench rather than going down for treatment. So will be all right. He'll be grand. Hopefully he'll be OK. Add to those 21 goals he's already scored.
0: Yeah. We really thought he was going to hit 25. I'd have thought he would have hit it by now, the way he was going. But he has slowed down, hasn't he? He has. And it's good because everybody else is scoring yeah. as well. Um,
1: okay Villa has a has a playoff final question Villa win the playoff final what's for dinner Indian Chinese liquid only or other
0: you'd, you'd be out all night wouldn't you? you were out all night after the playoff loss yeah very upset Yeah, yeah. Was out till five in the morning Uh, liquid I'd imagine I think we'd go out yeah big yeah yeah but well, you are a party animal after all. <laughs> after all.
1: Would, I can you be, be. would you
0: be allowed to go out?
1: I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, special
0: occasions. No, 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 you'd be back over.
1: Bank holiday Monday, isn't it? Afterwards? It's not
0: ideal, that, because there's probably work
1: the next day. Bank holiday Monday? The game's yeah. on the Sunday? That's Monday,
0: isn't it? Is it? I'm pretty sure it's Monday, yeah? I'm not 100%, don't quote me. I don't think Pre- it is, because I think I'm on holiday. I'm pretty sure it's the Monday, mate. If it is, then that's an absolute result for me. Is it? Yeah. Well, we've got to get there first. Let's worry about it yeah. when we're there. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's not get ahead of
1: ourselves. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. Birmingham and Villa also charged. We talked about that. So we've kind of gone all over the place. One thing you wanted to bring up was uh, Big
0: Ron's 80th birthday. Obviously, he was the first manager that I, the manager side that I I supported as a child. 80, 80 years of age, Big Ron. Happy birthday long time listener Ron Atkinson <laughs> yeah uh, Ron Atkinson was the manager
1: kind of just before I became a fan I'm that little bit younger than you so um, yeah I don't have a huge amount of memories you got a favourite memory
0: well, obviously the Coca-Cola Cup in 1994 the season we went close to winning the league was the season before I became involved with going and and supporting Villa properly and, and whatnot but just when, when Villa fans talk about his teams they talk about them being exciting proper teams proper good times Un- Underrunning, I mean, except for Brian Little, he's the last manager to have won anything mm-hmm. for Villa as well, isn't he? So, yeah, just happy, happy birthday to him. Just some good memories the Travis, the Trammer, Trammer games on, on penalties into Milan, on penalties as well. I can remember that like, I barely could see because everyone was, everyone was standing up and celebrating on the pitch and stuff. Just some good memories. Of
1: Is that when you used to take your little crate? I can't remember if I'd have still
0: been a, had <laughs> a crate at that point. I
1: love that. I love the fact that you used to take a crate to stand on at games. I think it's brilliant. It's oh, perfect. yeah, but I wouldn't have been alone. But a lot of no. people my age would have been doing but it. But that's such a beautiful, like, time classical thing, isn't it? Yeah. You just don't get that anymore. I would like. I would love to see a little kid turn up
0: with a crate to watch the football. I mean, I'm surprised that we even had a crate anywhere in the house because my mum's so anal about stuff being told whereas I can't imagine that we were allowed to have a milk crate. Anywhere near the house. He probably probably lived outside, didn't he? let's face it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> History of the milk crate. Um
0: Luke Roper competition, finally it's come to an end. Alex with his received his prize. I've done my done my duty for once with the competition, so yeah. Enjoy spending the hundred pounds, Alex. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, good. And uh, and finally, we want to touch on a serious point. Um, I'm hoping you've got it down there in the I, notes. I
1: have. Yeah. Well done, uh, Tom. Um, there, we had a tweet from uh, a relative, I think, of Mark Sadler.
0: Yeah. I can't remember
1: exactly who it was, uh, which relative, brother, some. I can probably tell you. Yeah, please. Yeah. You've... Anyway, Mark Sadler um, is going through immunotherapy treatment, um, which he's got a very Richer rare. Richard Sadler. Richard Sadler, thank you. So. Um, He's going through a very rare uh, uh, type of treatment, which is brand new and not paid for by the NHS. Um, it's a rare type of cancer that they're trying to treat with this with, with this new treatment, um, but it's a type of bowel cancer, I believe. Um, he had bowel cancer then was in remission for five years you think everything's good and then it then it hits you again spread to other areas yeah so as well um the saddler's family and friends are trying to raise thirty thousand pounds which is how much this this treatment costs which is just a huge amount of money they've already done 25k in in just over four days which is absolutely amazing That's incredible um the villa view is gonna is gonna pin the tweet with with the with the donation link. So if you do or you can donate anything, um, uh, please do. The guys are
0: running the Birmingham half marathon. Grant Adams and Martin Hughes. Right, thank Brilliant. you. I have actually. I've realised I have met Grant before. Okay. So yes, yeah, Sunday the fourteenth of April, they're running the Birmingham half marathon in unity as friends and family to raise important and incredibly valuable funds for Mark Sadler's immunotherapy treatment.
1: Yeah. So if you if you can spare anything, it's going to be on the villa views. Twitter page. So no, I need to donate, actually. Yeah, I, yet. I will do so too. Um, if you can give anything, that's absolutely great. We know that a lot of people can't, and so if you can't, obviously. But Ed, don't, don't
0: Ed, worry. Obviously, if you can only donate fifty p, donate that fifty p. Yeah, because it all helps.
1: And cheer them on if you're going to the Birmingham Half Marathon on Sunday, the fourteenth of April.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's it. And for me, best right? wishes to all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. and absolutely goes without saying. Um, yeah, best wishes to Mark and family. Yeah we done, aren't we? I think so. I think how we're in. Yeah, we're, it's, it's been another positive podcast, which is good fun. Uh, it's international break next week. We are going to be back. Not quite sure which day. Not quite sure what we're going to talk about either. Well, we can do some squad numbers. We can do oh, some yeah. iTunes
0: reviews. Yeah, you've been promising those iTunes reviews for a long time. Absolutely, I have. So I'll make sure they're in the
1: notes. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and fit it in. Next week's a bit of a busy week, but we'll do it. It's always
0: busy, Tom. Always busy. Yeah, no. Yeah, thanks ever so much for watching or listening to this podcast, whichever way you've chose to do it, we really appreciate it. And thanks for all the kind comments we do get about the Villaview content. It really does mean the world, and we prefer that to anything bad. Pretty sure. That, that comes our way. If you have been watching on YouTube, if you could give this video a like. And comment below with your thoughts on Villa in general. How good are you feeling at the moment? That would be brilliant. Also, subscribe with your post notifications on, because that really helps the channel grow. Listening by iTunes, then leave us a review. If you haven't already, preferably five-star. And again, that will help us grow on that platform. See if we can get ourselves in the top 100.
1: Yeah, it's a nice nice time to leave a review as well, because we will actually go through them next week. So you might get a minch. Yeah, just don't. Nothing too abusive. Oh, yeah. Unless it's against Tom. Or it's funny. And yeah. And then
0: i might go to. Yeah, we don't mind abuse when it's funny, <laughs> to be fair. We do have a laugh about some of the stuff that comes in, to be fair. Obviously, I've got no fan cams or anything to plug, but there will be a behind-the-scenes video coming in the in the coming weeks that Rollo is very excited about. This is his, his kind of thing he likes to get his teeth into. Yeah. Isn't it?
1: Oh, one thing we should mention, there's one more week left for FBA's um Ooh, if you want to call. nominate us if you like what we do um there's a there's a bunch of different categories um that we can th- th- that we can enter um so if you, if you like what we do again all of the information will be on the villa views um twitter
0: pages and and whatnot so we'll get it put in this video actually i'll get rollo to put it in this video good shout that would help i'm sure. Yeah, he probably does it already and we've not noticed but yeah. yeah
1: if you do like it if you do like what we do we, we obviously don't charge anything and and you know, this This is good to help us grow. So if you can take
0: 10, 20 seconds to do it, we would really appreciate it. What I will say is, is obviously, we went to the FBI's last year and lost. Yeah. I wouldn't like us to go to the FBI's and lose again. I felt like it would be a bad omen if there was playoffs in the
1: picture again. Uh, what I'll say on that is this. this kind of nomination process is just that I think if we do get nominated then there's another vote so we're gonna ask for your
0: votes all yeah. again if we do get through you're be sick of hearing about the FBI's hopefully.
1: yeah listen we'll we'll win or we won't win that's that's just the way it goes but yeah. we we really appreciate you if
0: you like what we do to get nominated is is really really good so thank you for that yeah. appreciate it. And if you like tangents, you would have had a, a whale of a time tonight because <laughs> even the outro has gone off into about 50 tangents. So I think we'll call it there. Sure. Thanks ever so much for watching or listening. Bye. Up the villa.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.